Yep. It's that time of year again. When things are about to get really busy out in the field. Local farming community, well, all over the state, but uh, talking Whatcom and Skagit farming in particular here this morning on the Farming Show. Good Saturday morning to you. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad that you're here. Boy, this is going to be a different kind of year. And unfortunately, I'm hearing that uh, as worried as people are about certain things heading into this farming you know, crop season, they're that much more worried about what could happen next year with everything that's been going on around the globe. Joining us right now is agronomist with Skagit Farmer Supply, Blake Carson, uh, a former, well, not former, because I guess you can listen to it anytime, a guest that I uh, interviewed, if you want to hear his whole story, on my podcast, Real Food, Real People. Just check it out, realfoodrealpeople.org. Uh, Blake, you are all over Whitecomb and Skagit County, uh, working with farmers uh, planning what's going into their field, getting them the products that they need between the seed, the fertilizer, the crop protection uh, materials, etc. What's happening right now? For, I think we need to start with fertilizer. I, I think a lot of people are aware that uh, the world of fertilizer is a pretty brutal one right now as far as pricing and, and even some availability. Yeah, Dylan, it's uh, it's kind of a scary time right now. It looks like uh, fertilizer prices have over doubled from last year, and I think next year uh, we're going to see even more of a difficulty uh, sourcing some of our fertilizer. So, is this all because of the war in Ukraine, or what's what's driving this? Well, it seemed like there was kind of a light at the end of the tunnel um, pre Ukraine Russia war. But uh, with this uh, war going on, it just seems like there's a lot more uncertainty as to what next year even looks like. So, um, so prices were more, prices were high even before that, before Putin invaded Ukraine. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we did a lot of our purchasing quite early, and uh, it's one of those things. If um, I mean fertilizer in particular, um, people were able to s- source fertilizer, but yeah. Um, it's still expensive, but on the crop protection side, uh, if, if guys weren't, or retailers weren't buying really early, um, a lot of them didn't even get the product that they need. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the crop protection products, seed treatments, you name it, that we, we purchase for the year, we purchase in August and, wow, you know, a lot, a lot of these, uh, <clears throat> wholesalers told us like, Hey, if you didn't purchase, then I mean, you would you might not have even got it. And Crazy. we're still seeing products not even showing up yet that should have shown up that we had org- or ordered in August. So, um, Jeez. wow! Yeah. How how frustrating can it get? And back to the the fertilizer issue. What drives that price? And even before the war in Ukraine, is that because of oil prices? climbing is that what drives a lot of it they they use petroleum in in some cases to to well at least to manufacture the nitrogen 
you know, if we're looking at the NPK, the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium that are the kind of big three macronutrients in uh, fertilizers and then all the other micros that can go into specific mixes, is it, is mm-hmm. it, is it oil prices that, that drive that up or what else is going on? Yeah, I mean, for your nitrogen, your urea, um, you, you name your nitrogen product. But yeah, uh, yeah natural gas prices seem to uh, dictate that quite a bit. And, you know, it's a whole host of things just between that and trade policy and um, everything under the sun is kind of yeah. uh, driving the prices as well as inflation. I mean, you just look at everything else around you that's going up. I mean, what is this? just for example, like a bale plastic has gone up just as much as anything else. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, good news is it seems like a lot of people are looking at higher prices, but, um, where does that factor into their break even costs yeah. and, and, uh, whatnot. So, and, and, Overall, I don't know if it's a great thing, but I would say at least, you know, consumers are expecting higher food prices. And it was very interesting recently to hear the president say that, no, we could be seeing food shortages, which scares me because, you know, he's headed towards midterm elections. He would be in a position, and President Biden is who I'm referring to here, would be in a position where he probably wants to keep things sounding as positive as possible. So for him to say that tells me, and this is just a gut feeling, I don't have intel beyond this, but that that situation could be a lot more serious maybe than we've been led to believe. But, you know, as bad as all that is, at least prices for the farm products that that farmers are producing are, like you said, going up, helping support uh, these higher because the long term problem has been, you know, farmers can't pass prices along. Farmers are price takers, not price makers, as has been said so many times. But because of the very unique dynamics coming through the pandemic, the supply chain shortages, what's going on with oil, now the war in Ukraine, and as you mentioned, a host of other things, people are in some ways kind of expecting it. So it may not be as as much of a shock to the consumer um, and there may be you know possibility for the farming community to to protect some of their margin get them i don't know it, it probably still won't be enough though to make up for these difference in in costs um and and again we're talking with blake carson uh he is an agronomist with skagit farmer supply works in in whatcom and skagit counties um, Blake, on if we're still on the, the topic of fertilizer, just thinking about this, you know, mm-hmm. the nitrogen it, it can be manufactured from petroleum products, but, you know, the P and the K can't, and the P can't be manufactured at all, the phosphorus, right? And that, that's kind of a growing global issue, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a growing global issue before the, before, uh, the invasion of Ukraine, um, phosphoric acid was, was hard to come across. And, um, this whole Ukraine thing is just going to really amplify a lot of, a lot of that, uh, uncertainty in, in the phosphorus world. So, um, and then whatever China's doing. So you're, you were telling me before we came on the air here, you're worried about this year, of course, it's going to be challenging mm-hmm. 
but you told me you're that much more worried about next year because, and it seemed, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounded like you were saying, you know, we haven't really, in terms of all of these problems, felt the full effects of what's happening in Ukraine yet. A lot of these problems and supply chain issues are still a result of other factors that predate that. Right. And a lot, you know, I think a lot of the concern comes from these guys are looking at these prices and saying, hey, you know, maybe I might just mine my soil this year. Mm. Well, if they're going to do that this year and prices take a jump next year, which it's kind of indicating that they probably will or product that we might not even be able to get in, um, that puts them in, you know, a difficult position. Explain what you mean by that. A, a farmer could decide to as you say, quote unquote, mine your so- mine their soil. That means what? Not providing extra nutrient and just kind of using up what's there. Yeah, basically, uh, kind of relying on a uh, bank of nutrients uh, that are that reside within their soil. Um, maybe cutting rates to kind of get by with what they have. Yeah. Um, which you know, it's something that you can get by for a year. Um, maybe year two might be a little you you would definitely see a yield reduction yeah so yeah there's only so much there you got to continually replenish that as you're planting crops year over year in in soil um you were also Mm -hmm. mentioning to me before the chat that a lot a lot of um new technology new understanding of soil health is evolving where this could go and and perhaps some of these pressures on supply for for fertilizer nutrient as well as crop protection materials may you know that may be the changes in in technology and practices cultural practices in crops may be accelerated because of what's happening right now yeah absolutely this is definitely going to be a year where uh we push uh products that we we refer to as biologicals and those products are basically um, other people call them bugs in a jug. It's, uh, it's basically you have, uh, living microorganisms that have been found to, um, aid in nutrient pathways. Um, some even aid in disease protection. Um, just a whole host of different methods that you can use with these bugs. Um, and it's definitely something that's going to be used in the future, just the way that we're going to have to farm with, um, you know, political pressure on, on fertilizer and, and, uh, you know, reduced availability. It's, it's something that we're definitely trying to, as Skagit farmers, try to um, research as much as we can to yeah. um, see, see what else is out there to be able to raise a profitable crop. So you're talking about like microbes and stuff that you can inoculate soil with and they actually help process and make nutrients available to plants? Yep, yep. We have uh, we have infero products, we have foliar products, we have uh, just any product that you could think of, uh, it can um, aid in that sense, yeah. um, whether, whether it be throwing it in with a with a corn starter or with your foliar feeds or you name it. It's interesting, you know, that much more focus on that with the price and the availability of fertilizer and chemical uh, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you know, trends were already heading in that direction with, you know, the, the popularity of, you know, the concept of sustainability and regenerative agriculture, things like that, organic ways uh, of mm-hmm. doing this, the, the focus on buildings rather than, you know, harming soil health. But now, you know, if, if fertilizer nutrient to grow crops is in short supply, you got to figure out like you said how to get everything out of what you have a lot what a lot of people don't understand is that you may have nutrient in the soil you may apply nutrient in the soil but that doesn't necessarily mean that nutrient in the form that you applied it is available to the crop that you want to use it to grow food right that's kind of a a bedrock um idea that more and more people are are focused on you know it may not be a lack of nutrient and it may be a lack of availability (laughs) Um, in a given piece of dirt, what kind of factors play into that? Oh, just, uh, finding the, uh, I guess now you could say, uh, nutrient use efficiency is, um, something that's going to be the next coming thing, uh, after sustainability kind of became a buzzword, you know? Yeah. For sure. Again, Blake Carson is with us with Skagit Farmers Supply here on the Farming Show. So what, what what's happening out in the field? The weather's been another pressure. They told us a couple of months ago we're expecting a, a cooler and wetter spring. I'm thinking, oh boy, I'm glad I'm not a and guy out there try, look- <laughs> trying to plant corn this year. Yeah, no kidding. It's definitely looking like it's going to be a cold, wet spring and nobody likes that. Yeah, what, what uh, have folks been facing in the field so far? I remember when I back in college, I was a you know corn planter for uh, WFC at the time. Uh, we had one field go in April twelfth. I, I don't think any of that's going to be happening in Wycombe or Skagit this year. No, absolutely not. It just uh, people are going to be getting stuck as as uh, everybody here in Western Washington's used to and. Uh, it's, everything's probably going to be happening all at once, which is going to make our lives pretty hectic, but, uh, we'll be there to get the job done. Yeah. It all kind of happens at once because if fields are too wet and you wait around and wait around and then suddenly you have your window because, well, like with planting corn, you've got to think about the days to maturity, you know, so how many days seed do you have at, well, you can't plant it too late. Otherwise you won't get that fully uh, mature and ready for harvest in the fall before it gets too wet again. (laughs) Oh, too much water in the ground. What are fields looking like right now? I imagine pretty soggy. I, I knew I, I, I was on a flight back into town uh, late last week looking out the airplane window and over that Ferndale area circling into the Bellingham Airport. I couldn't believe how many fields had standing water over a big portion of them. Yeah, it's a lot more wet than it was, uh, say, this time a month ago. So um, it's tough. I mean, Skagit County in particular is looking a little bit wetter than up here in Whatcom, but uh uh, it's just something that we're going to have to watch. I mean, next week doesn't look very good. Uh, Rufus is saying the following week is supposed to be relatively wet and damp. So, yeah. um, so it looks like May is going to be jam packed. Oh boy. Buckle up. Here we go. So what, what do you guys have on the brain right now? I mean, I've touched on corn planting and that's always on my mind cause I used to do it. Um, but people have to be thinking about grass right now. Um, you know, when is mm-hmm. a first cutting ever going to happen? When are we going to be able to get on fields for that? I mean, it's a little early for that anyway. Um, but then planting, you know, new seeding, um, that's got to be a challenge. Um, 
How is grass? I mean, grass seed has been really expensive and hard to come by recently, too. Is that still an issue? Yeah, I mean, we have what we need for grass seed. I think yeah. fescues kind of took a jump just due to uh, supply issues in Oregon with drought and whatnot. But yeah. uh, we, you know, we have what we need uh, for the most part. We have everything what what we need. There's a couple of crop protection products that we're we're in short supply of. But uh, I guess with the spring, I see a lot of those long long season hybrids that we have for corn um looking like we might have to send those back and that's always just a tough thing to be able to predict you know how how many bags of corn seed we need for this grower and how many for this grower and it just that all goes out the window when when you get this uh this cold wet spring you know yeah weed pressure um disease pressure is going to be pretty prevalent here this spring um yeah yeah if it's not one thing and it's another, and, and this year it sounds like it's going to be a lot of things all at once. Um, glyphosate, you can talk about crop protection. I'm thinking about herbicides. Uh, one of the things I've been hearing about is um, glyphosate, which, you know, that's been something that of late in the last several years has been very maligned, in my opinion, and totally misunderstood. And I think there's been... I think if you look at the, the deeper political motives of why that's being attacked, it really doesn't have anything to do with the safety or environmental safety of the product at all. It has to do with big dollars and, and whether people like Monsanto or not and all this kind of stuff. So I don't even want to go there. But uh, glyphosate, you know, when it became generic or whatever you call it in, in the world of, of these things um, and, and didn't have, you know, the, the patent or whatever expired from Monsanto, it became a lot less expensive from what I understand. It's prices back up to where it used to be when it was still under patent. Like it is expensive again. Yeah, no, the, the glyphosate thing, it was really difficult to source glyphosate. Um, we had to go with, uh, some generic products that we, we've kind of never really looked into, but, uh, right now, if you have the roundup, seems like uh you're in good supply because that's another product that some guys if they didn't order early they weren't getting it well and because it was so inexpensive because it's so effective and because it's so safe and again i know that runs counter to the narrative out there but the facts really support that that it is an incredibly safe uh product as compared to so many other things that it replaces it became so prevalent and you know then then seed genetics whatever kept up with it um with you know, genetic engineering to make things glyphosate resistant. Um, so that could be used as a, a way to manage crops and weeds very easily. I don't know if, if it gets expensive enough, do people think about going back to old chemistries and going away from that? I, I, I suppose those old chemistries probably aren't cheap either. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we're just kind of right now, uh, encouraging growers to, uh, use more tank mixes. Uh, yep. As a crop consultant, I always kind of push guys to do more than one mode of action just to, you know, reduce that uh, chance of herbicide resistance. Yeah. But yeah, we have some products that, um, like our aqua yield line, um, it's a product that we put in the tank that's supposed to increase the efficacy of the, the glyphosate, which has yep. been really helping us a lot on these burn downs. Yeah. And yeah. So, Making sure you got your your spreader sticker and all that stuff in there that's really going to help make it as hot as possible because you're kind of want to run as low of a rate as you 
possibly can, which, you know, a lot of people already had been going quite low rate with that. Um, but, you know, yep. I guess this year will probably push, push the bounds of what's what's possible <laughs> as far as as low rates on that, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't necessarily a bad thing either. Um Blake, thanks for the update. We've been talking with Blake Carson. He's an agronomist with Skagit Farmer Supply, uh, working with farmers in Whatcom and Skagit counties. Blake, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it, and, and best of luck out there. Absolutely, Dylan. Thanks for having me on.